find partners. I think my favorite thing about this business is that everybody is very friendly and willing and wanting to help and find people that are experienced and want to help. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes the free service. Here comes the free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls. They handle the rent collections. They handle late payment reminders. They handle the lease violation notices. Everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Andrew Campbell, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you, Joe? I'm doing well and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Andrew, and you're going to love this, best ever listeners. In four years, him and his brother have built a $6 million plus portfolio of 72 units, and he's had a full-time job along the way. He's transitioning into doing real estate full-time right now. He's a founding partner of Wildhorn Capital, so you better believe we're going to get into the details of how he's built the portfolio of 72 units while having his full-time job. Based in Austin, Texas. With that being said, Andrew, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? I appreciate the introduction. I came about real estate just out of curiosity. I didn't grow up in a real estate household. I was always the guy that would pick up flyers when we were on vacation and just always had an interest for it. I went to business school and had a business case. It was about developing a block of homes. So just always something that interested me. In 2007, my dad had a big stroke, and I was living out of state, and I moved home to kind of take care of him and really kind of changed the trajectory of my life and kind of where my focus was and realized I had to step away from my corporate job and realized we didn't have the flexibility or the time to kind of take care of him and, and be able to deal with whatever life would throw at you. And I think that, that really turned my curiosity and interest into a passion. It took me a couple of years more before we actually took the plunge and started investing. 
But that's kind of our focus was, hey, we need to create some more flexibility in our lifestyle and create some passive income that we can deal with life when something like that happens. I want to get into the details of the deals, but before we get into the details of the deals, in those couple years that you knew you wanted to transition to real estate, but you didn't buy something, what were you doing? Mostly being scared. I think I read some books and I had a friend that had a few duplexes. I didn't have that push over the top. I had was accidental landlording a condo. My brother had moved out of state when he was renting out his house. So we were sort of doing it, but I'd say we were dabbling and we weren't like committed investors. That took a couple of years before we said, hey, let's sell the properties we have to generate capital and go buy intentional investment properties. Do you remember the moment in time or the time frame when that happened? And if so, what made the switch from accidental landlording, not having the push to now, okay, let's sell this and then get into something? It was very clear. Our mom was diagnosed with cancer. So 2007, our dad had a stroke. And in 2011, she was diagnosed with cancer. And that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back and really like, okay, we got the message loud and clear and, and we've got to turn this from a hobby into a business and really hammer down. And that was when we kind of decided, okay, let's sell both of these and do it very intentionally and purposefully. First off, thoughts are with your family on that. That's first and foremost. I appreciate it. So in 2011, that's when you sold, I guess, your condo that you were accidentally landlording and another... It was 2012. We both liquidated those properties. And then 2013, we bought our first investment properties. Okay. So you didn't do a 1031? No. Didn't know enough to do that. Okay. So 2012, you sold a condo. What'd your brother sell? He had a single family house. Okay. Was he living in it or was it an investment property? No. And at that point, he was also sort of accidental landlording, had moved to Denver and the house was in Austin. So he had been gone for a couple of years and then got tired of leasing it and wasn't an intentional property either. Do you remember what you bought him for? What were your all-in costs and what you sold them for, each of those? I can't remember exactly his place. I know we bought our condo for, it was you know one of these new developments in Austin and I bought it for two seventy five and we ended up selling it for about three sixty. Nice. So it took about a year. What were you doing between two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen after you sold the property? I think once we sold the property we were then getting more back to the intentional word, being kind of studious about what we wanted to do and, and the types of properties and talking a lot with we had a, a friend who kind of got us into the business. A joke that he's our crack dealer. He told us that watch out, but investing in real estate is like crack. And you know, <laughs> it totally is true. We've been completely addicted. But talking with him a lot and really kind of studying neighborhoods, looking at comps, just kind of figuring out where what exactly the strategy was going to be and where we wanted to be. And what'd you end up deciding? So we diverged a little bit. My brother went and he did foreclosure to homes. Uh, he ended up buying like five foreclosures in a, a town just south of Austin, kind of in a growing suburb. What town? Uh, and we jumped in Buda. Okay. A little suburb just south of Boston, between here and San Antonio. And we went to kind of small multifamilies. We bought a duplex and a fourplex within a month of each other and a mile from each other, kind of just south Austin, but you know, definitely in Austin proper. So your brother was buying foreclosed homes and then 
you and your brother bought a duplex and a fourplex in South Austin? Sorry, my wife and I did the duplex fourplex and he was doing his. So we kind of were always doing it together and talking about it, but kind of separate portfolios and slightly separate strategies. Which one ended up making more money between your brother's approach and your approach? I think if you know, all in, probably pretty similar. He got some really good deals on the foreclosure side and, and had seen some you know, incredible appreciation in that area. We had a lot, I think, better cash flow from the onset, and we've also seen some ridiculous appreciation. I think a benefit of being in Austin is we just had a great run the last really seven years or so. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so neither one of us have lost, that's for sure. And you bought a duplex and a fourplex, you and your wife did, and... What makes up the $6 million now? Now, I'm going to fast forward all the way to today where you had a duplex and fourplex. Now you and your brother have 72 units. What does that comprise of? So there's still about a dozen single-family homes, and then everything else is small multis, so mostly fourplexes. There's a couple of duplexes in there. A couple of years ago, Austin's gotten pretty tight and I think a little bit overheated, so we started buying in San Antonio and have got down there. I guess between the 72 units, it's pretty evenly split at this point. All of the acquisitions the last two years have been in San Antonio. How are you funding the purchases of the new acquisitions? Just the saved up capital from the cash flow that we generate. And then we, in the last year, we both did a refinance and pulled out some of the equity that had built up in the properties. Can you give us the numbers on the last deal that you closed on? The last deal that we closed on I bought two duplexes in San Antonio that's on an acre and a half of land. And it was kind of an interesting property. It's three separate lots. So the middle lot kind of served as a driveway. It's unusable. We bought all three lots and have the two duplexes, so four total units. We paid $190,000 for it. And current rents are $750 per unit. So $1,500. And 190k all in. It's three thousand because there's four total. Oh, oh, oh! I got my calculator. I was like, I don't think this math is gonna look friendly, but okay, got it. That's great. That's the 1.5 percent rents to all in price. Is there anything you can do with the acre and it being three lots and two duplexes? Yeah, it's zoned very favorably. Each lot is zoned for up to six units. I think it's six units, might be four, but I've been talking with the city and we can, we've got basically the back acre and at this point just an expense because I've got to keep it mowed mm-hmm. you know, every couple of months. Yeah, we plan to put three duplexes on the back of that, so kind of one on each lot. And for best ever listeners who are familiar with San Antonio, where in San Antonio are these duplexes? Just south of downtown, kind of along in the Mission District off of Roosevelt Road in kind of Harlandale, South San Antonio, but pretty close to downtown. And is that an up-and-coming area, blue-collar or what? It's pretty blue-collar, and it kind of fits our tenant profile across our portfolio. We've been pretty focused on kind of workforce housing and B and even some C areas. Largely, our tenant base is really hard-working folks. A lot of them are Hispanics, and they we've got really low turnover. You know, we take try to take good care of them, and a lot of them have never moved in the four or five years that we've had them. So we, we kind of look in those neighborhoods, and this was a good match for that criteria. The cash out refinance that you did, have you done multiple of those or just one? We just done the one. 
can you tell us the numbers on that, what your all-in price was and what it appraised for afterwards and how much you're able to get out? Yeah, we were able to do it with the community bank. And one of our goals as we bought these, they've all been conventional financing with 30-year fixed rates. And one of the things that we didn't do it sooner as we didn't want to lose that. We didn't want to do kind of a portfolio trade out and get turned on to a 20 or 25 year schedule. So we found a community bank that would actually let us do the cash out and then they resold them to an investor. And we're able to keep the 30 year schedule, but each property actually has its own loan. So it was, I think the day we closed, we were in there for like four or five hours because we had five or six separate closings just all took place simultaneously. Will you explain that again for me? Because I didn't catch exactly what you did. So to our understanding, you traditionally come do a cash out refinance. You're going to end up rolling all of your loans together and a bank's going to take that and look at your whole portfolio and cash you out. Mm-hmm. But when they do that, you're going to get a commercial loan. And you're talking about multiple properties, not just one. Correct. Yeah, okay, so you did you did a cash out re- you did a cash out refinance on your portfolio of properties. On like half of them. Okay, yeah, got it. A, okay. A decent chunk of them. All right, please continue. So we didn't want to get into a commercial loan that had a floating mortgage rate or a shorter amortization schedule. So we found a community bank that would actually do each property individually, appraise that property, we'd pull the equity out of that property and then they refied that into just a new thirty year conventional loan. And that was important for us because I think that's been part of our strategy is having those 30-year fixed rates. And actually on some of the loans, the rates actually went down from where we had even bought. So it, it worked out really well. Oh, that's outstanding. So you have one mortgage payment for a chunk of your portfolio. No, that, I think that's the, the interesting thing is they all are still individual. So we still have a dozen or whatever it is, different payments. So each property still has its own loan we were able to do that and then keep the traditional permanent financing on it. I thought you rolled them all up into one. You said the bank would do it individually, but then they did a 30-year conventional loan. So I know I'm being dense here, but I'm a little confused. That's fine. Each property had its own loan. You know, when we bought it, it had a conventional 30-year fixed rate. Yep. And when we went and refinanced, each property still has its own loan, conventional 30-year fixed rate, but we were able to pull the equity out and just had a new loan put oh, okay. on property. So all right. they all are still individual. Got it. But you got one cash out payment that was from all those properties. Okay. I'm with you. I'm just curious. I guess it's better to have each property being on the individual loan versus one because that's less risk for you. If one property... Yeah, it gives us flexibility to peel them off one at a time if we ever want to end up selling them. I don't don't think we will. And then for us, again, it was keeping that 30-year schedule was really big. What community bank did you use? Called First Lockhart. Lockhart's a little town famous for barbecue about 45 minutes southeast of Austin. (laughs) All right. They're famous for barbecue, the community bank is? The town of Lockhart. Oh, okay. It's got, you know, like three or four, three, three pretty famous barbecue spots. Got it. I was like, I think you should read through those loan documents very carefully if the bank's famous for their barbecue. All right, cool. So that portfolio, when you did that cash out refinance on half of them or so, was that a big tipping point for your investing where you had a lot of free cash to then go buy some other stuff? 
Yeah, it was. And we took the majority of that cash and we closed on a package of eight fourplexes down in San Antonio, which kind of pretty close to doubled our portfolio. So we closed that earlier this year. So that was definitely helped kind of catapult us to the next level. How'd you decide which ones to do the cash out refinance on? A little bit based on just the the longevity, how long we had been in there, where we felt like there was the most equity. Also looking at which ones we might look at selling. We've been I think shifting strategies a little bit and Mark's got some of the single families and, and I think we've grown into the appreciate the efficiencies of the multifamily space and probably looking at selling some of the single families here so we didn't want to touch any of those. Based on your experience, Andrew, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Find partners. I think my favorite thing about this business is that everybody is very friendly and willing and wanting to help and find people that are experienced and want to help. When we started out, it was a friend who had five or six duplexes, and we, we literally just drafted on his business plan and trusted him and his advice. And as we've moved into the multifamily syndication space, it's working the same way. People are willing to help and find those partners that will help you and use them. The focus for Wildhorn Capital, your company, is what? It is multifamily syndication. We are focused on executing the same business plan that we've been, you know, buying a small multifamily, but buying bigger properties and taking everything we've learned and looking for properties that are in Texas. We feel like Texas is a good place to be and we're native Austinites and native Texans. And so it's raising money and partnering with folks and buying bigger properties. And you've got 72 units and a portfolio that's worth over $6 million bucks. Why do syndication, why not just keep doing what you're doing and have fewer partners own it yourself and not have to answer to outside investors? I think one of the things that's happened for us and we got into the business and the goal is let's make passive income and play golf and everyone and be on the beach. And back to the comment about real estate being crack, I think just completely addicted and looking to trade the current jobs for a new job and a new career path and something that we're both super passionate about. It's all we talk about and all we talk to our friends about. And I think it's wanting to share that knowledge and that ability to generate wealth with our friends and people that we know. And just it's a passion that we can't turn off that we want to explore it and and take it as far as we can. What's a deal that hasn't gone according to plan? We had what I call a, a near miss. You know, my brother had a fourplex under contract and it's kind of to the last hour and they say he's not going to be able to close. There was some ding on a credit card he didn't even know he had and they weren't going to let him close. So being partners, I was able to come in and close it in my name and just kept the terms like we had it and saved the, the earnest money and swooped in. And we joke now that we have our, our conference room and we're going to have that first dollar framed, but it's not going to be the first dollar we made. His credit card charge was literally $1 on some recurring thing that he didn't even know about. That almost cost him a deal and it turned out to be a really good deal for us. And we were glad to keep it in the portfolio, but it was uh, not paying attention to some of the details. It almost caught us. What do you have in place now that will attempt to remedy that from happening? Well, just make sure you know all of the different credit cards you got and closing down the one that you don't keep open. I think that that was almost a really painful lesson and a very easy one to correct. Yeah, I have a Experian subscription, so I'm able to see all my stuff there. Yeah, I do Credit Karma, and I definitely look at the email every time they send it, what's happening with the credit score. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so Andrew, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30-minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Ready to bring your real estate investing dreams to life? Learn how to get focused, gain momentum, and the proven roadmap to make it happen with the Time for Investing Masterclass. Doors for enrollment are now open. Reserve your spot today with Neva at Neva, N-E-V-A, at timeforinvesting.com. Best ever book you've read? Millionaire real estate investor got me on the path into the business. Best ever deal you've done? Other than that fourplex that we saved for my brother, our very first duplex. We bought it for two twelve. We fixed up both sides, and we got it refinanced last year. I think it's appraised at three sixty five. It's a cash cow for us. How much did you put into it? You said you bought it for two twelve. We bought it for two twelve. We got two twenty five total into it, and last year when we refinanced it, we took one hundred percent of our cash out. You said you fixed it up. Did you two swing the hammers? No, kind of back to leveraging partners. Our realtor friend had a team and some guys, and we just leveraged them. And he actually kind of ran GC on it. It was part of our deal when we bought it. He helped us get it all done. It didn't lift a finger. In addition to what you've mentioned earlier, what's a different mistake that you can think of that you've done on a deal? I don't know if there's been been mistakes on deals we've done. I think we've missed out on deals, which I look at back now as a mistake because we were – afraid of having to do work on it or it didn't quite meet some of the early criteria that we had. We didn't really know what we were doing. Just I think being afraid to pull the trigger in those early days, looking back on that now, a big mistake. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Our neighborhood, we've got a dad's club that gets together and is really active. And once a month, we kind of get together and watch games and, and drink beer. But we have two big fundraisers, one at Christmas time and one in the spring. And we donate all the money to Make-A-Wish. And we sponsor a couple of kids that are going through rough times and sponsor their wish. When you first started saying dad's club, we get around, hang out, and drink beer, I was like, wait a second. That's not what I meant. <laughs> then you did the Make-A-Wish thing. Okay, sounds good. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? They can find me on Bigger Pockets at Andrew Campbell. Also on our website, it's wildhorncap.com. And email is just andrew at wildhorncap.com. Andrew, thanks for being on the show, talking about how you've built a $6 million plus portfolio in less than five years, about four years, doing the cash out refinance on a decent chunk of your properties, how you did that with the community bank, how you did them individually so that you have the flexibility. And thank you for walking me through that slowly. Some of, I'm sure a lot of best ever listeners are like, dude, just don't you understand what's going on, Joe? But thank you for walking me through that and the approach that you're taking now. Also, the duplex in San Antonio, the last deal that you bought, just giving us a sense of the type of deals that you're getting or the two duplexes that you got in San Antonio with the all-in purchase price, $193,000 rent, so about 1.5% when you do the rent divided by the all-in price. 
Thanks for being on the show. Wish you the best with Wadhorn Capital, and I hope you have the best every day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Joe. Appreciate it. Ready to bring your real estate investing dreams to life? Learn how to get focused, gain momentum, and the proven roadmap to make it happen with the Time for Investing Masterclass. Doors for enrollment are now open. Reserve your spot today with Neva at Neva, N-E-V-A, at timeforinvesting.com.